You're listening to the Songs of Inspiration podcast, bringing you local interviews and performances by singer-songwriters with the goal to give space to the music community and share local artists' messages and stories with the world. I'm your host, Lars Wickland. Welcome back for our second season of the Songs of Inspiration podcast. We're here in the studio with Nick McGowan of the band Luxury Death Trap. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into music? Yeah, I got into music a long time ago when my friends were picking up instruments. My first memory is in sixth grade. I had a friend who picked up the drums and another friend who picked up the guitar. And they said I should play bass. So I picked up the bass guitar and that's kind of where I got my start. And uh, nice. yeah. How did you get into songwriting from there? I found myself naturally strumming like chords on the bass and I thought maybe I should pick up an acoustic guitar. Nice. So I got my first electric guitar in 2010, mm -hmm. somewhere around there. And that's kind of where I started or when I started writing these songs and just had my little iPod with the voice recorder mm -hmm. and my songs started out as little riffs, little ideas on my, my iPod. And then I just kind of refined them from, from there. Can you tell us about some artists that influenced you as you started out with music? I grew up in the nineties. So nineties rock, nineties grunge, a very impressionable age, you know, when Nevermind came out. Yeah. So bands like Nirvana, Primus, I remember I got really into Primus when I picked up the bass guitar and my, my music teacher is like, you need to listen to Primus, you need to listen to Rush. <laughs> and I was a young, young boy back then. And those bands had a big impact on me growing up. And I think that's where a lot of the influence comes from that those nineties bands, the nineties rock bands. Yeah. Was there one in particular that like you got a lot of inspiration from or Nirvana? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now that you know, I've sort of looked into a lot of their stuff, played, you know, played along to tons of their stuff. Now it's, now it's the Pixies. Oh, because nice. I can see, oh, the Pixies influenced Nirvana. So now I'm, I'm really into the Pixies now. That's so, cool. <laughs> so yeah, going back, back on the chain there. There was a lot of cool songwriting happening back in that era and stuff. So it, I, I really like Nirvana as well, and some of the different bands from that era of music like really had some inspiring albums, lots of good stuff from there. Yeah, I mean, they had such an impact on me growing up, the songwriting, the emotion, and just the songs sound pretty simple, yeah. and then you go to learn one, and you're kind of surprised by the yeah. the changes. I remember learning some of these Nirvana songs, I'm like, really? He does that? Yeah. There yeah. after that chord. Yeah. What? That doesn't really make sense. And then you listen to Kurt Cobain talking about how he writes songs and he just throws, you know, there's no book. He just throws all the rules out the window. He, yeah. has, he doesn't yeah. have any attachment to music theory. And that was sort of refreshing too. Cause yeah. I, yeah, I'm not much of a music theory person myself. So I guess that was kind of refreshing to hear. I always loved Alice in Chains as well from that era. Um, yeah, amazing songs, and their their stuff is also really complex when you pick it apart, and there's it a lot happening there. Yeah, my 
friends and we argue who's got the better unplugged album you know is it nirvana yeah, or is yeah. it alice and Chains? that's like the big the big debate still both of those unplugged albums are oh, amazing so great yeah and the harmonies and alice and chains i mean jerry cantrell is just such a such a talent and just amazing songwriter amazing guitarist and the, yeah. the harmonies are just yeah the harmonies are amazing um and i never realized how much jerry sang yeah um, until I saw them live with their new singer a little while back and was like, whoa, <laughs> like he does a lot of those vocal parts that Absolutely. I didn't think he did. So when did you feel like you knew, uh, music was something you kind of wanted to pursue, um, a path towards? As far back as I can recall, it was just something that I naturally was drawn to, I think because it gave me a place for my mind to kind of empty. Yeah. Growing up, I didn't watch a lot of TV. And now that I think back to like, how come I didn't sit around the TV much? And I think it's because I was sort of a restless individual and I would just kind of always wanted, wanted to be stimulated by, by something, but not just sitting in the same place. I wanted to do something with, you know, my hands. I, I also do art. <laughs> so I'm an artist, a musician. I like, that's just kind of what I've always been drawn to. And felt comfortable doing, you know, the old cliche music was my refuge is sort of what I believe. Nice. And I saw a lot of potential for growth and I just kind of kept at it. And yeah. That's cool. You do visual art as well. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. I'm an art teacher and full-time. Very cool. At the high school level. Nice. And yeah, I've always been interested in art. I had an aunt who got me into art, you know, very young age before music. And something that I've kind of picked up more recently you got to be sharp when you're a teacher so i'm always trying to hone my skills in drawing and and, and painting mm -hmm. i went to school for art at university of rhode island music was my second choice actually no music was my first choice art was my second choice but i bombed my audition because they wouldn't let me audition on on bass so i auditioned on piano and i had one semester of piano under my belt at community college and my audition went terribly, but they saw my art portfolio and like, oh, you can get, you can, you can get in for art. I'm like, okay. And, and I just, I studied art there and I did music on the side. I came up to Boston to get my, my master's so I could teach and been teaching for about 11 years and just doing music on the, on the side. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool that you pursued a career teaching that stuff. Also, I think the art side and music really kind of flow together too sometimes and the imagery you can add yeah it's having been, that as well as probably it's been a perfect marriage you know for the for the songwriter where i can create the visuals behind the music and do the album art and and kind of use all those skills that i got yeah. into the in, in art school very cool to go with the music has been it's been perfect I, you know graphic design and web design and all that stuff that i, I learned in college is now being applied towards my musical pursuits. Yeah. So I think it's it's been a good a good thing for me. Did you have any mentors along the way as you were kind of coming up through music? I took lessons and lessons kind of got you know, they ran their course. It wasn't for me after a while. So I had music teachers that you know, kinda helped me along the way. But you know, as far as a mentor, like someone in the family or I don't have any people in my family that do music have a huge family too. So I don't know what happened, but yeah, no, no aunts or uncles really that were, well, I haven't had an, an uncle who was a drummer 
But as far as someone who's trying to push me along the way, not really. No. What would you say the biggest challenge you face kind of pursuing a path as a songwriter, band leader, or artist has been? Wow, that's a good question. Being realistic with yourself as far as the passion that other people are going to have towards your music, because it is, you know, if you write the music, people that you're going to try to bring on the band, they're not going to have that attachment to the music. They're probably not going to be as motivated as you are to actualize your ideas. I found that being the songwriter, the band leader, I've had some unrealistic expectations from some of the people I played music with as far as how much they're going to put into it. Mm -hmm. So be realistic about if you're writing the songs, if you're trying to get this ball rolling, you know, you have to be sort of realistic about some of the other people that you bring on board. They might not be as into it as you are. And I think that's, you can avoid a lot of self-inflicted disappointment or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it when people aren't as excited as you, or maybe didn't, didn't take the the time out of the week to to practice the song as much as you did. So I think, yeah, just being realist, realistic with where, where you're at mm-hmm. as far as working with some of the other individuals, you know? Yeah. And also don't, don't beat yourself up too much when you're, you know, when you're writing these songs and you're performing, you gotta be realistic with your yourself and you know, where you're at too with your, with your music. If you, want to be a great musician no it's it's a pretty simple formula I, I found so far at least putting in the time it's it's equal you know you get you get in when you what you put in so if you're not putting the time in and then you go to practice or if you have a bad gig well that's just because that's you know that's just sort of where you're at so yeah you can avoid that if you just be a little bit more realistic with yourself and you know your talents where where you're at right now don't beat yourself up too much if you're not where you're you want to be, just be more realistic. Trying to gauge what the right level of expectation is for people Mm. is always tough thing to figure out, especially when it's something you're so passionate about with music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any creative routines that help keep inspiration flowing? I don't really. I just pick up the guitar, try to pick up the guitar every day. Nice. I, if I have my voice notes, you know, I'll be recording voice notes on my phone on my way to work. I'll listen to those voice notes either on the way in or the way home. And like, oh yeah, I recorded that little bit of a song. I should probably go and develop it more. Uh, so trying to stay organized is, is, is important. Have a repository of your ideas handy. You know, that's why the phones are so great because, well, they're, you know, they're everywhere where you, where you are pretty much. And they're great for, the voice recorder is great for musicians who just want to quickly get down an idea. And yeah, I would just say, just pick up your instrument. Have have your stuff visible. That's important. Yeah. And don't put your stuff into cases in the basement. Yeah. You know, have, yeah. have put your guitar in a stand and in your living room or in your bedroom. Make you know, make sure that stuff is visible. Because if it's out of sight, it could be it, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, I, I feel. So just yeah, make your stuff visible and just try to be organized. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've found keeping stuff out of cases is definitely helpful. (laughs) If you come home and see your guitar, you're going to probably want to pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. At least that's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, new music in the works? Yeah, I got a couple new songs I'm working on right now. One of them I'm going to play. Two songs 
and hopefully a couple more to come. I'd like to put out an album this year or at least an EP. Nice. So, yeah, I'm just constantly trying to put out some new stuff and hone my craft uh, as I go forward. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And you recorded a record called Strong Together that was kind of like an acoustic record. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That was pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, we did it over the summer at New Alliance. I have a friend who plays cello, our drummer. He has uh, a friend who played the viola and violin. And I've always wanted to do an acoustic type of album. <laughs> and somebody brought up strings. And I thought that'd be a really cool project. It'd be to get some some strings into the mix with the acoustic guitars and do it in a live setting. That way we weren't gonna, you know, spend too much time on on overdubs. We want to we want to do something that was more live and I guess less refined. <laughs> so over the summer we got together and we had the drummer, he did the string arrangements mostly. And that our cello player, who has played in Luxury Death Trap as a drummer and a bassist, <laughs> so he's a multi-instrumentalist, our friend Eric, he did the cello parts. We worked with a couple of great engineers over at New Alliance with Alec Rodriguez, and we had Stephen Loverm from Treebeard Media come and do the video Elk. segment for Strung Together, and that's yeah, one song out roam in my head as far as the video goes and we're going to put out a new video for a sinking ship coming up so we're pretty excited about that that's awesome yeah very cool yeah i, I listened to the record and it came together really nicely and I, I love the the strings on it really it gives it just a whole different vibe than some of the electric electric stuff it's kind of it reminded me kind of of the vibe of those like unplugged albums sort of that we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. like very cool yeah. yeah yeah we were really happy with how it came out, you know, when it came, when it came together. So definitely that's awesome. So can you share a story about one of your songs that holds special meaning to you and talk a little bit about how you wrote it? Sure. The song sinking ship is about losing a friend and it was inspired by a unfortunate circumstance between two of my friends, um, that I observed one had held a grudge against my friend who at the time was on life support and he gotten in a motorcycle accident. We all got together in the room to, to see him. And my, my other friend who had a dispute with, you know, my friend who was not uh, going to wake up was really upset. And he was <laughs> saying, you sorry, you know, he was really sort of heartbroken about holding something against him and not being able to forgive and forget yeah being too late for that conversation that's and that's really where the inspiration of the song came from mm -hmm. and the the line that sort of brings it all together is you know don't wait until it's over to abandon your sinking ship and that's just to let it to let it go yeah um, yeah and, and and just move on so sometimes we won't be afforded those um conversations and yeah. you have to remember that um you might not you might not be able to say you know i'm sorry you might not be able to to let it go yeah that's pretty much where the inspiration 
for that one came from. What's one uh, piece of advice you'd give uh, singer-songwriters who are just getting started? Be supportive of what other people are doing. You know, obviously you're going to want to be spending time on your music, but you should try to be supportive and open to listening to what other people are doing and try to connect with, with those people as well, because everyone's just trying to do what, what you're doing, you're trying to get recognition or trying to get your ideas out there. So don't think of everyone as competing against you. Try to think of people that you can you can work with, you can collaborate with, and you can support. And that usually comes back comes back around to you. So yeah. That's something I'm trying to be better at too, is trying to reach out to other people and try to try to support other artists as well and not just focus on what I'm doing all the time. So that's kind of Part of what we're doing with the podcast, too, is just trying to kind of connect people and kind of give a spotlight to people at different stages of the journey and stuff. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to um, talk with us. I'm really excited to hear you play, so let's get to some music. All right. Uh, This is a new song. This is called By a Thread. dark lit room echoes of what you said ringing clear wish I had the courage to say don't criticize me don't vilify me Crucify me You're hanging by a thread Don't devour me Still haunted by What you've put inside That drove me out drive very slow and the distance between our hearts growing fast needless to say I just want this to end I just could remember to say I just had the courage to Crucify me when you're hanging by a thread. Oh, you don't criticize me, you don't vilify me yet. Don't crucify me.
I'm going to do Sinking Ship, which is the song that we were talking about earlier. Trespasser Benign Transgression Radio Mayday Radio Benign Transgression Don't wait until Wait until Don't wait until It's Suffocate, you can't escape No time On your side Don't wait until Wait until
more song. Shake the cold off, warm your bones What if I found the time, kill this all aside Break the spell they cast on me What if I found the time, kill this all aside With all my breath, one thing left I have got to say Are you brave enough to trust yourself? Push them all away. Cause there's no way I can live here. Yeah, there's no way I I can live with all this noise that's unrelenting Let gravity bring me to my knees By the signal deep within And if I find the time, static will subside With all my breath, one thing left I have got to say Are you brave enough to trust yourself Push them all away With all my breath there's one thing left I have got to say Are you brave enough to trust yourself? Push them all away
Thank you. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to take a quick moment to ask for some support. If you enjoy the content you're listening to, please be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. And if you're able to, consider making a donation at larswickland.net slash podcast by hitting the donate button. Thanks for listening to the Songs of Inspiration podcast. Until next time, keep supporting local music, stay safe, and be well. This podcast was produced by Truth to the Vision Music. For more information on us, check out larswickland.net.